I'm Scott Blakeman, getting through this in Manhattan. And I'm Tom Saunders, also in New York, where Monday finds me taking a moment to fondly think back on yesterday. For you see, Sunday morning in New York is better, quieter, and more romantic now than ever, for the city hasn't come back fully from the pandemic. And that means no traffic. Scotty, I could crawl across Park Avenue yesterday morning slowly, even when the light was red. And halfway across, I could have paused and sit down in the middle of the street for no other reason than it's fun to dawdle in the middle of a great wide boulevard, empty of cars and trucks, and even bicyclists. Why, <laughs> it's like the entire island of Manhattan has been rented and then emptied out for a fashion photo shoot, starring me. Tommy, when I walk past the glorious mansions along Fifth Avenue from the 60s to the 90s, uh, I'm like one of those few pedestrians in the 1936 YouTube film we talked about that shows Fifth Avenue from a moving automobile. And my walk is even more brisk than ever now because there usually are no cars coming down the side streets from Madison Avenue. So I can cross even if there's a don't walk sign, unless there's a family with young children waiting at the corner. <laughs> then I will wait for the walk sign to set a good example. Scotty, I'm sure many people you don't even know look up to you for that reason. And many parents are quietly grateful. I will say this, Scotty. As the day wars on, it is true that it just enough cars make a, a, a appear to make New York seem like it's 1942 when there were fifths of many cars on America's road. And please note, this is based on a speculative historical data and no effort has been made to find out exactly how many cars were actually on the streets in 1942. But it was during the war, so rubber and gas were rationed, so... Yes, well, you know, Tommy, and, and this is one of our plus positive ways of looking at things. Yes. New York is not fully back. No places. But as you know, from your expansive and, and groundbreaking road trip, uh, New York at, uh, at a reduced uh, capacity is far more vibrant and lively than, than really any other city uh, in the world. And so we welcome except, it. Yeah. Except Pittsburgh. That was the one other city uh, that had as much liveliness on the street uh, in such a contrast to Cincinnati, which was as a sleepy sort of, you, you almost expect uh, 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 tumbleweeds, except there's no tumbleweeds in Ohio. But, uh, but yes, Scotty, it, 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 it does seem to be back. And by day, there's a hustle and some of the bustle as well. Before yes, yeah, well, we uh, experienced a night at an outdoor restaurant near you, and it was very lively. And, and there were many oh, the liveliness. Of that it. sort. And, so, and again, what we say is the parts where it isn't back, it's still positive because whoever bemoans the fact that there's a tremendous amount of traffic coming from side streets said that, that may, you know, that you have to, this way, it's like you look carefully when there's no kids around and you could proceed on your promenade walk uh, without being delayed. So it's that, that is so true. I, 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 I walked all the way up yesterday on Sunday, actually, even in the afternoon from the 21st street all the way up to Central Park. And for people outside of New York, that is a, a walk of uh, about uh, almost uh, 40, 40 blocks, 45 blocks. Yeah. Right. So that's two miles, maybe two and a quarter miles of walkage where I almost never had to stop for a red light because there were cars coming down the side streets like there normally would. And so, yeah, you know, who would bemoan 
the the law the 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 uh, the day the, the law the, the the fact that there's few less traffic and 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 it's easier to walk around and, yeah. and it's better for the pedestrian. Yeah, obviously. and everything is still open the same way, and so there's really uh, you know no disadvantage. And again, it is plenty lively in many many spots and so i think it's right really... no, actually just to be clear i mean there are a lot still lots and lots of stores and restaurants that have not yet opened but but there are lots that have and yeah and... well most restaurants are either open or never will open but but uh, right. uh most stores are but you know office buildings are not in, in use but then again would you ever bemoan the fact where are all the office workers crowding the streets and eating slowly so they don't have to go back to work yet so uh yeah again, by we the hope way i don't even think that's right. I, but yeah. I, I would go further. I would say even the office workers themselves are not bemoaning the fact that they're required to return to the office. And somebody, I think, in one of the big investment firms was saying, yeah, you know, we want everybody back in the office. Uh, and, and, and people are uh, and, and the workers are saying, OK, well, then we'll I'll go somewhere else and work. People are quitting their jobs, Scotty, in droves. And and uh, and as well, a result. Yeah. Yeah, there's less traffic on the on the uh, on the street. And it's good for all of us. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and hopefully people will get jobs that they like. And that, but I think there are other people who do want to go in to work because, the, you know, work, if, if work was just going in and working, nobody would want to go in. But it really is. You know, hopefully, you know what I'm thinking, Tommy, you know, with the big return, yeah. the water cooler. That's yes. the need to install water coolers in all these offices. Everyone will return because. Then they could hang around the water cooler and talk about what they saw last night. Well, Scotty, I think what you just uh, stumbled on, and, and, I, and I use that word in a comical way because there was no stumbling involved. But for the, uh, there's a lot of belief that a lot of people will want to continue working at home and they'll be able to because there is a real um, advantage to not being in traffic and driving to work all the time. But as you point out, and nobody is talking about this, what of the water cooler experience? They they now so I'm just saying, sh could the city install water coolers throughout for those who have not returned to their workplace, so so that we can all just hang out at the water cooler? I don't have a water yeah. cooler. Yeah, well, you know, as our listeners, our loyal listeners know, we brought this up many episodes ago about the water cooler museum, as well, and we we talked about the the bemoan the fact there isn't the water cooler, but if we do bring it back, then Obviously, you're going to have to hang around and people still drink right. water. And just put them out there for all people, not just people yeah. who are employed in an all men and women uh, uh, of all races, colors and creeds, Scotty. Yes. Uh, 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 be able to to belly up to the water cooler, take yeah. a sip and then talk about yesterday's television shows or something they've watched on the Internet. Scotty. Well, that's a great idea, Tommy. And it's a great, great equalizer. As you say, you don't need a position at a, a big law firm or investment firm to get to hang out by the water cooler. No, this shall be for all people of whatever that stature station in life. And by the way, you did say something that interested me, all uh, races, religion, creeds. And we wondered, we talked about this yesterday off air. What really people still say it. What is a creed? I, I yeah, a creed what, you think. My creed is, but I don't think that's what they're referring to. Uh, yeah, we don't really know, but we accept people of many creeds. But how do we know when we don't really know what a creed is? I mean, I, I want to say, look, if somebody comes in and into my neighborhood, I, I accept. I never I never ask them what their creed is. Should I? Should I just say, well, what? what's your creed? 
Yeah, yeah. It doesn't come up on uh, dating profiles, you know, or in anything. Or it just doesn't come up. Is this a big gap that is soon going to be talked about in the Times and MSNBC that, uh, you know, Creed, because it's, it's thrown out there. Uh, yeah. I, I always love, too, when people say, I don't care what a guy is. He's black, white. And they, they would actually throw out, like, green, gingerbread, colors that don't exist. And I think that yeah. set back their case a little bit. That you know, really, really, there's no such thing as green face except Brainiac Five <laughs> and the Legion of Superheroes, or you know some uh, movement, some uh, what was it You're Blue right. Man Group or something like that. Yeah, I mean those are in the old days. You know, you'd have people who really didn't care or claimed that they not didn't care if you were black, white, green, or or, or chartreuse. And 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 you're right. You have to roll your eyes when you hear that because. As you say, that's a that's a pretty easy thing to declare that you. And by the way, if somebody came along and who was green or chartreuse, you know, you, I have a feeling um, it'd be not it'd be interesting to to see how these people would react if they would be quite so open or if they'd stare at the person and yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and well, you know, you, it's why are you green? It. It's easy to say it when you don't think they exist, but uh, yeah. the real test is now. Of course, there is chartreuse hair green hair that's prevalent in certain neighborhoods uh so maybe that but it's uh but yeah the creed issue is the big thing what what is it and i did google it and it was a little unclear what that what really did they... i you know it was one of those non-answers too and then yeah uh, so well, speculative um uh entomologists just like we're spec speculative uh, historians and mathematicians i often sort of eschew the idea of just the easy way out and and looking things up on Google, you know, uh, uh, it's it, to me, uh, uh, as somebody who has devoted his life to pure speculation, it just seems like that's taking the easy way out. But sometimes, sometimes it's not a bad, you know, sometimes you just, honestly, I've run out of, uh, I mean, what is a creed? What isn't a creed? That's the yeah. other thing. Like, yeah, uh, well, also, uh, what, how would it be anything? Because, okay, I understand race is the race and religion. We know what that is. Uh, so what? is left really i mean well, if, it, if it does here, whatever it means we've never thought about it because uh otherwise we would know it's like oh yeah that's the thing that's not race and religion that we always refer to but exactly but then okay, and then it says this formal statement of christian beliefs especially the apostles creed or the nicene creed so it's religion or creed is a, 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 a as it's like that's just another subcategory of religion so i would uh, I, 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 or, or it's a set of beliefs or aims which guide someone's actions. Now that I, I accept. I think that's what they mean by creed when they say. Uh, so if you have a set of beliefs and aims which guides someone's actions, and I certainly do. I have. Yeah. So I guess I, I actually have. A creed. I guess it's basically don't discriminate against someone if you disagree. You know, by, based on their beliefs. Then again, if they're the really, but which some beliefs should be uh, scorned in, uh, in some way, but... Right, certainly... Not, uh, right away I go to, isn't Nazism a creed? Right, uh, white right. supremacy and all that. White supremacy yeah. a creed. Uh, so uh, should we accept all pe people of all creeds, uh, Scotty? That's, no, that's the sticking that, uh, point, I think yeah. Races, religions, yeah, of course, point. of course, acceptance, but creeds, maybe it's a case-by-case -case basis. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's why, so, they, yeah. So if somebody wants to move into um, to this condominium, for example, do I uh, uh, is it pro of course race or religion completely m matters not, 
but should we just sort of drill down, have the person sit down and say, okay, explain your creed. Do you have a creed? What if a person doesn't even have a creed? Is, are they wild and crazy? And- well, most people, I don't, I wouldn't know what my creed was. So I think, you know, people haven't really. Uh, right. So you've operated without a creed, creed list. Scotty, yeah, this is man a good without a point. Creed. You have, you have managed to get as far as you have in, 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 in uh, living in Manhattan and, and, and being and, and, and an absolute necessary part of this podcast, which will almost certainly win multiple Nobel Prizes once they come up with the Nobel Prize for podcastery. And yet you've done this. And this is so inspiring. You have done this without really having a creed the whole time. Well, because I didn't know what it was. Maybe now that I have some idea what it is, I can discover my creed. But I, I think it was a creed. Oh, I, I think it's an inspiring story for, for, for the rest of people who don't have a creed. Well, I, again, I thought that a creed was something that you wear like, yes, we're wearing the crest of the something family <laughs> or something. That's the creed that we go by in 1680. That's, I feel like that's the year that creeds were very big. Yeah, no, that's probably a good a good guess that the creed was developed and this is what i love about speculative history is that you just came up with that date right off the bat when and it didn't require lots of expensive research no yes no. I, I will agree that that is probably when the whole concept started when was it 1687 did yeah you say? 1680 but by the way Tom, that's why we are doing so well and prospering during these times you know research libraries are not accessible at the moment probably but we that's why we're flourishing because we don't need or rely or ever use a research library. We don't have to get into <laughs> documents. So we're, we're coming up with our speculative thoughts. Now, we're not hindered at all by any restrictions or library closures. But those who depend on it, they're at wit's end. Oh, my gosh. I feel so bad for the, for the non-speculative historian who must uh, still wade through uh, um, all the, the, re- the research that they have to do. And, and, and in some cases... Uh, going to the library and looking at microfiche, which yeah. we never really have to look at microfiche. A lot of people don't even know what microfiche is. Uh, well, I always thought it was the same as microfilm. That's what I, I thought too. But and a lot of people don't even know what that is. And that's just, uh, you, you look at uh, old newspapers on this cr- cr- creaky, rickety machine that just projects... Um, uh, film of words onto a screen in front of you. It's it's really really basic technology. It's hard to keep the word the, the thing steady. Oh yeah, it's very hard well. to read. I mean, it's a it's a primitive version of digitizing, but it yes. was uh, and, and not very difficult. And and it was an actual thing. So how many could you have? It was now you're not limited at all. Like digital, it could be uh, you know infinity. Well, uh, and, and or close and, to and infinity. Close, exactly. Close to infinity. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but the point, I, I, I think the, the bigger point that I was thinking of in these eras of, of global warming and, and they're talking about um, uh, overburdened uh, power systems, we will have power outages. This is where the speculative historian, the speculative mathematician, uh, the speculative entomologist really comes into to uh, our own, we will really come into our own because we don't require any sort of electricity. Uh, uh, we could sit there and speculate in the dark. Oh, exactly. Yeah, we don't need any kind of lighting really because we're just thinking as long as we have 
just our thoughts and that you don't need right. lighting or or even air conditioning for. I mean, it may limit the <laughs> I, thoughts I if prefer... you're sweating and weak. Maybe it might yeah. hinder the thought process a little bit, but not completely. Yeah, we I would still speculate. some air conditioning. That is that is true, though, Scotty. There's no question yeah. it would hinder the thought process because we'd be sweating while we speculate. But the point being that the, the, the larger point is we're better for the planet, really. Uh, uh, speculative historians, speculative uh, social commentators such as ourselves, we just require all we require is just a room, hopefully with a window for fresh air. And that's it. We don't even need yeah. furniture. We could sit on the floor and speculate. Yeah, well, we're ready on day one, which, by the way, that's the, the most overused yeah. line for every candidate. Is yes. Ready on day one, as opposed to what the people going, oh, give me like six to eight weeks to get up to speed <laughs> and I'll be maybe, you know, the first couple of months will be a little shaky. Like, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know. And then then I'll really be good. I, halfway through the year, I'm, boy, I'm going to be gangbusters. <laughs> that's a candidate I would believe. I would trust that candidate. Where they yeah. Go, yeah. I'm not going to just dive into a day one. I want to kind of get my sea legs a little bit, you know, sort of uh, sort sort out my desk for one. Yeah. Thing. And also day one should be, hi, I'm the new so-and-so. Yeah. Right? Nice to meet you. You know, chat, chat it up with people. Yeah. yeah. And, and everybody goes home early on day one. Uh, you know, it's, yeah. like it's basically take take the underlings out to lunch. Everybody yeah. kind of talks about how their summer was. And, yeah, very relaxed. And, and very you know, relaxed. it's day one, my boss, it's day one. So it's not like, well, we're going to start solving climate change at nine o'clock. I mean, that's just, that, 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 that's overly zealous. And uh, no, no, I, I'm going to vote for the candidate. I, yes. Just as you say, Scott, and I didn't realize this until this moment how, I, how strongly I feel about this. I, I agree with you 100%. Let's, uh, you know, I, I, I want to see candidates who, who, who say, yeah, yeah, well, I, I'm not going to be doing anything much on day one, day two, a little bit more. But it's, again, it's just kind of, you know, easing into it. Maybe by day 15, I might start to get down to reviewing what I'll be doing by day 25. That's that's the candidate. Yeah. I'm yeah. Because that never used to be brought up. People would assume you vote for someone and then you know give them time to get it done. But now it's always. And they would ask at all the debates, what would you do on day one? And then they rattle off 15 things. And sort of, it should just be, you know what? I'm going to put that off. Even just say day two, because day one is special. I want to It's, get it's like people. you just go in for, for not even half a day. It's just you, you go in, everybody shows up, uh, uh, you know, and sits around and, and, kind of, and, and just talks to each other. Then you go out to lunch and everybody. I mean, that's what day one is. And it should be it should fun. Be, it should be celebratory. It should be, it's not like, oh, get right to work. Yeah, and, just kind uh, of easing into it. But these guys, they want to do everything day one. And then it's the, what are they going to do day two? Just sit around twiddling their thumbs? They've done yeah. everything on day one. That's, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's healthy for the nation. No, no. And also, yeah, you want to spread it out a little bit. You know, spread that's why binging also. I'm not a big fan of. Just binging eight episodes of a series all once because then you have nothing to look forward to. That's too. right. And these guys, and these really hotshot politicians who say, I've got to do all these things on day one. Really, you get the idea, oh, so you're just going to knock off for the rest of the time because you've got everything done in day one. That's yeah. what they're really up to. Yeah, it's yeah. lazy to me. Well, then they take the rest of the week off. because They take what, the rest of the week off. That was some day one, wasn't it? No, I say <laughs> get to know everyone day one. And as you say, focus on your desk in your office. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be spending a lot of time there. Uh, unless you pre-staged it, but really set it up nicely. Do they still have pencils and pens? I don't know what what people have, what a desk yeah. looks like anymore. But uh, so yeah, so we've. Debunked. I think it still has four legs. That's an. Oh yeah, 
Uh, yeah, you know, I don't think that's gone away from the desk thing, but maybe, I don't know. Well, it's the standing desk that I pondered at one point, but I don't know. If oh, that's... for where you stand up? Yeah, but then is it really a desk or it's or just like a counter? You just yeah. wait for your order. So yeah. uh, I don't know about that. But Tommy, we basically said, and by the way, the primary is tomorrow here in New York, uh, New York City. Many races, 15 people running for each position. It's, but uh, they all say ready on day one. And we're saying no need. No need. Don't yeah. d- d- just, you know, ease in. Day one is all about just kind of getting to know everybody at the, in the workplace. You know, get, where, where do you go? Where do you, where's your office? Oh, your office is next to somebody else's and you don't want, you know, un- unscrambling all the, 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 uh, wait a minute though. I, I, I thought I was going to get a more bookshelves, you know, that kind of stuff. That's yeah. what you do on day one. Yeah. Yeah. And they go, hi, this is so-and-so they'll be working here. Well, oh, great. Come on be- in and, uh, Take a seat and yeah. uh, uh, so and, and talk about where, where you know where you came from, where you worked before. That's it's it's not about getting everything done right away. By the way, can I just point out something that yeah. may that the the uh, the astute listener and I think all of our listeners are astute. I don't mean to uh, to uh, imply that that's not others, yeah. the case. That, uh, yeah. But the let's say the excessively astute uh, podcast listener might have noticed by now not a lot of sirens like there's no I've no sirens you don't hear sirens right in manhattan well, that, i'm right in the thing. middle of manhattan yeah and it just and it's just a quieter place well that is good because sadly in the beginning of the pandemic there was quite a bit but even here near me i am near a couple of hospitals and well that's good and, so so yeah. so yeah during the pandemic there were a lot of and i you do hear it occasionally uh you know even being on the 15th floor i you know hear sounds of the city but it's it's uh but it probably is quieter. My you know, building's quieter. Well, I'm just of... saying right now, definitely, definitely it's quieter here uh, in, in, uh, down in the Flatiron District on 21st Street and Park Avenue. It's just, it's, it really feels like a Sunday morning. And here it is a Monday noon, actually, near, nearing noon, actually. Well, that's the difference. There is that no Monday. Well, here it's Monday. And as we talked about, there's no reason to even be sad about Monday. Because no. it's really a different kind of Sunday. But uh, and also this time of year, Tommy, is very interesting because I know this is a long time resident of New York, even though it's been 17 years since I was living in Manhattan. Uh, but summer is a whole ball of wax, which, again, I don't like that expression. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know like what a it. ball of wax. You know is. what? I don't like it before. Uh, 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 but yes, yeah, summer is a whole ball of wax. Well, uh, uh, a different ball of wax. I guess I don't have ball a ball of wax. wax to begin with. So what do I need a different ball of wax? You don't know new ball of wax. You don't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 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 just get rid of the ball of wax. Yeah, it's and, a whole new ball of wax. Completely. Why have a yeah. different ball? Like, you're so yeah. right, Scotty. And I do think and I'm and I hope you don't mind my saying this. But I do think of earwax when I think of ball wax. Oh, no, absolutely. There's no positive spin on wax. I don't know what the good... I mean, you know, there's the wax on the floor, but that's a different thing. Yeah, wax so. on the floor makes floors shiny. And, yeah. wax, and wax in the car also. I, I'm not opposed to that. But the idea of a ball of earwax, and no. I don't care if it's all from one person or if it's from multiple people. No, thank you. Uh, 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 take it away. And don't give me a different one. Uh, right. And that goes along with our dislike of brain... Uh, cliches, you know, pick your brain, wrap right, your brain. Because you're picking it. your ear. No, we, and, yeah. No, we don't like any of those. Uh, anyway, no, picking, but, but the, picking yeah. things is just, you know, yeah, no. no, it's so unpleasant. And what, let's call for termination of that expression because I don't even want to think about a ball of wax. But I do like to think about summer and actually summer weekends, especially on the Upper East Side, traditionally, not just these times, the city clears out. But now you have that sort of feeling 
during the week also because people are back in wherever they are. But it's not a negative. Again, in the beginning, it's like, oh, it's, a, it's not a ghost town at all. It's actually has all the things, many of the things that New York has and the great people. But as we said, you're not being trampled by people on the sidewalks and cars. They're not backing up and honking. And so actually it's. A yeah, problem. I don't mind. By the way, uh, uh, when I hear uh, uh, somebody say it's a ghost town, I, I, I would love to go to a ghost town. Now, you know, uh, uh, ghost towns tended to be small towns in the West that have yeah. been abandoned. But who's to say a ghost town couldn't be a, 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 a very lovely city? It's just about, you know, how, what the ratio of ghosts to humans are. Really. Well, that's the key. And my question is, do ghosts generally settle in small towns? Well, we, there must be urban ghosts, obviously. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I just don't, I, I just cannot imagine some, somebody gro, gro, lives in Brooklyn for, you know, for, for all their life, lives in 90, and then decides, okay, once they become a ghost, to, to go out to some empty, abandoned mining town in the middle of Wyoming. Like, that's just <laughs> right. no sense. This doesn't make all. sense. And what, what, what would be their incentive for that? So, yeah. no. well, they are. You hear about houses and inns and, all of that. We spoke of one the other day in Lake Forest, Illinois, near where you grew up in Libertyville that was uh, haunted. I guess a, a huge mansion that, yeah. that was closed for 40 years because somebody commits suicide there. And, and there's all this, these people who claim that there's ghosts. People come to the window. We, uh, 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 I've stayed in a uh, hotel right a block away from, before we bought this, this uh, apartment, my wife and I stayed in the Gramercy Hotel, oh, yeah, which yeah. is right on Gra uh, New York's famed Gramercy Park. Uh, where we believed, and I think we may have mentioned this on this podcast, so so that proves that this isn't just some flibbity gibbet. Yes, we believed that there were. I believed that uh, that a ghost walked through my brain. Cece was even more convinced that it was a ghost that night at the Gramercy Hotel in our room, where, uh, because the phone would ring and nobody would answer. Now, to me, that could be non-ghost thing, but the uh, uh, evidence, but the idea that what I felt is that a ghost actually, and it was kind of an asshole ghost, you know, like yeah. a ghost that like, not the kind of person you would have ha hung out with in life. So why would you want to hang out with it, with this person afterwards? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, you probably ghost. didn't know them because it was just a random room. It could have been- It was a random know, room. That's where they work out of that room. Doesn't matter who's staying there. And you want to believe people have stayed in a nice, very artsy, like uh, like that one, uh, that they would be you know sort of cool, chill people who shared your interests. This one did not seem to be like that. It seemed to be this very distracted, kind of entitled ghost. And I remember thinking that ghost is a total dick. I would not like him if he were alive. I really don't like him now that he's in my room, which I paid for. That's the other thing. Try to get your money back or even part of your money back from a hotel by cl uh, uh, claiming that there was a ghost. Yeah. Well, it's hard to prove it. Uh, they, they may say, uh, you know, they've heard it all before. Please email and attach photos or evidence of the ghost. And then most people don't want to put the time in and they haven't really taken it. What, what's there to take a picture of? Oh, very often you hear the thing about, Yes, I went in and the faucet was running. Or there always very little annoying things. They're never like gigantic things, you know. <laughs> uh, well, I thought that would be annoying that the ghost would call up and then and then hang up. I thought that was really yeah. just a dicky, dickish move to just call up the, the people who you know we're, we we paid for this. I'm not making a big deal about we paid for the room, but we did. You know, it was our room for that night, not the ghost's room, right? 
And, 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 and so that, and why walk through my head? You know, like, I know you can walk through things because you're a ghost, but why? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Oh, and I, I, would, I would try to do other things. First of all, if I were a ghost, I would want to be seen like in the Topper series and film. I mean, it's, to me, it's like if you're not being seen, what's so great? So and then disappear. I mean, I would just go with that power. Yeah, the, the, the power of being seen. Of course, if you watch the movie Ghost, those guys couldn't really be seen except, except by the one person. By I the guess. one person, and, and, and only it could feel the presence of the person. Yeah. See his outline because we're movie viewers. Unfortunately, movie viewers can see ghosts. That's that is the one thing about. Well, that's ghosts. everyone sees it. That's the benefit of being a moviegoer. You always yeah. see it. There's no moviegoer like, did you see that ghost? That, actually, <laughs> I didn't see it. Oh yeah, I guess it was only my row uh, got to see it. So that would be a no, very that specific that thing. But no, everybody in the movies were the, later on, on HBO saw. It. Many showings of the movie goes. By the way, that is a repeat viewing movie. I love that movie. Yeah, no, great a lot movie. Of people do. Yeah, a by the way, people... Tommy, one of the more used scenes in films and television shows, and I, I enjoy it sometimes. Sometimes it gets annoying. The guy talking to the ghost, and it's always the who are you just talking to? Uh, 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 well, no, I was just you know, and it happens. All it's a great device uh, on many sitcoms and, and films uh, where and, and, you walk in. And, and by the way, Scotty, it just occurs to me, you're absolutely right, because I, I just saw that yesterday. It's so weird that you should say that. And uh, um, this is kind of one for the, for, the, uh, for the books, because you, you're saying uh, just yesterday I was watching a movie called The Cockeyed Miracle, which I had mm. DVR'd uh, off the Turner Classic Movie Channel, uh, a movie made in 1946, Scotty, which wow. starring Frank Morgan, who played the Wizard of Oz. At that time, he was such a star, he could open his own movies. He had a bunch of Frank Morgan, the Wizard of Oz, uh, was playing this guy who winds up uh, dying and becoming a ghost. It was a great movie. It was a funny movie. And I never knew what was going to happen next. It's very rare. But I, I would put it, I liked it better than the Topper series. I recommend it. A Cockeyed Miracle starring Frank Morgan, 1946. Well, I can see the logo, the, the font for it. It's probably it's a great, uh, and that's an expression you don't hear that much anymore, you know, cockeyed, you know, but it's. Yeah, cockeyed. Yeah, it's kind of cockeyed. Yeah, it's cockeyed plans, you know, and it's always. Uh, well, I, I, well, that's a great, you know, we do this, Tommy, from time to time, we impart great tips, and that's a great tip for a film. But getting back, so Ghost Town, though, would imply it's a town solely populated by ghosts, uh, which, by the way, what's wrong with that? No, Isn't what's wrong with that? a place to retire to or have a, you know, they're ghosts, so. Exactly. You know? And, you know, it's it's like people, it, it's, it sounds a little demeaning, though, you know, like. Well, like the Chinatown. Place. I always thought Chinatown sounded demeaning. I always thought that was vaguely racist, and it's but nobody really thinks that. But but uh, ghost town, I think I would if I was a ghost, I'd be like, well, it's not just. And also, it wouldn't, as you say, it wouldn't just be ghosts living in the town. It would be uh, it would be um, you know there might be some regular some uh, living people who happen yeah. to live there too, and they might object to the idea of being lumped in with the the ghosts. Yeah, because uh, the whole term ghost town is always negative. And again, we've been on the front lines, very no, oh, like no one else, speaking up for the rights of ghosts and, yeah. and all the negative well, terms, like he ghosted me and all these other negative ghost expressions. And ghost yeah, you're right. Is not a bad thing. It's a it's a it's town, a, but it usually is thought to be a ghost. Oh, that's just a ghost town. And we yeah. don't say 
that's just a people town. You know, the towns that aren't ghost towns. Oh, that's no, a, no. That's no, a living. And by the way, the town. perfect town is ghosts and people living side by side, oh. and it may not be. Yeah, about regardless of, of their creed, by the way. Exactly, and it's a it could be a lovely place to live. And why does the place need to be packed and crowded every second to be better? So we, as we started our broadcast today, we love New York. It is vibrant. It's not fully back, but what's here is fantastic. And why do we bemoan? Yeah, there are not as many cars as there used to be on the side streets. Well, who needs that? And maybe there's a few more ghosts. Fine. Yeah. We don't, we're not going to change it to, to Ghost City. It's, 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 it's a town that welcomes the living and the, you know, the, and the well, ghosts. And the ghosts want to be here now. It's maybe better for them. They don't like well, the it hustle now. and bustle. It is. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm a ghost out in some town in some little little abandoned mining town in the in the middle of the West, you know, you kind of want to go go see what you know, what is, what's it like in the big city? And now's the chance because you've got it, there really are a lot more. Uh, I, I understand unrented. There's more unrented office space. So Definitely. if you're a ghost. Right. Exactly. So that's a nice opportunity. It's always a, it's a nice opportunity for ghosts. What we say. And I think that's a lovely high note to. And for well, today, well, before, I mean, before we yeah. note it out, uh, I just want to say to any, if, if there are any ghosts, I, I don't know if there's any ghosts listening to this. Maybe there are, maybe there aren't. I, I, we certainly yeah. welcome ghosts. But that is an idea uh, uh, that it's time has come is that ghosts often they haunt hotel, old hotels like the Sherry yeah. Netherland, you know, is mostly ghosts, right? Yeah, also the Biltmore Estate and Ashville. The Biltmore Estate uh, and, and big uh, houses, large, they tend to do large houses or small mining towns in the Midwest. What about the office space? I, it, it's not the I best, most, uh, yeah. uh, in, you know, gemütlich sort of homey experience, but there's a lot of empty office space. Why not haunt empty office space? Oh, what a fantastic idea, Tommy. And it's, repurposing these buildings for good. And uh, I think that's perfect. And then again, there should be many ghosts at office buildings. I, mean, yeah, I can was... understand how they'd want to get out because it is an office. Well, of, but you could also understand why they'd but... be back. Cause who's, yeah. yeah, he worked here 35 years ago and was fired, of course. And he comes back. <laughs> now, I mean, that, it's, it's actually a natural place for if, Absolutely. The, 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 the fired ghost, definitely, I could see, would really want to come back and just kind of stew and try to, you know, just make things right. So uh, uh, look for more haunted offices going forward. Yeah. And that's I think what, that's that'll what help. we're saying now. Yeah, and I think that'll help the office build because then people will want to work there because it's kind of, oh, yeah, I hear this place is haunted. Oh, that'll be fun to work there. So it, it's, it's good for so many reasons. And once again, we look for positive things uh, as, as the city uh, moves in the right direction. And uh, But yeah, repurposing offices to allow for more ghosts. I think to allow for ghosts. Or just, you know, ghosts themselves can really... Yeah. make that decision that's up to them oh yeah i'm not yeah. trying to tell a ghost where to live or where no to no, die, no you know where to not live i guess uh yeah but, absolutely uh, just uh, giving I, them that choice i don't great. want yeah i don't I, 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 as we as we wind this up i don't want people you know hey to who are you to tell ghosts where to live i'm just making a suggestion scotty oh yeah giving them more opportunities yes so uh, yeah well tommy uh, uh what a well, i felt like we took a walk through the city this last 35 minutes and for now I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm always going to be Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this.